0: What's good y'all, my name is Dylan Green and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is New York producer, rapper and writer, Radicule. We spoke about anime, specifically Chainsaw Man, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and Cowboy Bebop, The Banshees of Inishiran and the work of Colin Farrell, Undercover Brother, the Goofy Movie, Smack DVD, his producer newsletter Thoughts Beyond the Daw, similarities between music and journalism, and the creative process behind his S-Rank Slaps beat tape series. Come fuck with us. There we go. Oh, you good. Could- um, what's it called? Uh, I just... I just finished chainsaw man. I want to say, Ooh. damn, when did I finish chainsaw man? It must've been like, it, I think it was either Sunday or Monday. I, I think it might've been hmm. Monday. No, 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 no. I lied. It was Sunday. I finished it on okay. Sunday. So yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm finally caught up on that. And I know, uh, I know, I know the manga is a little bit further ahead than the anime. Cause it's not like, you know, it's not like one piece where there's like a thousand chapters, you know, it's just, yep. uh, it's, 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 uh, I don't even know how many chapters there are, but I know that I'm not that far behind. So I really might yep. just fuck around and just like pick the manga up, honestly. It's been a while since something's made me want to do it that bad, but I fuck with
1: Chainsaw Man. How'd you like it? Bro, yo, i bro, Chainsaw Man, uh, just beautiful. My homie Evan, he was the one who put me onto it. And he was just like, yo, like, you gotta read this shit. Like, you gotta start like reading it too. And like, i fucked with it so hard. Like, honestly, like, the voice cast they got for both the sub and the dub bodied it like i was just like Mm -hmm. okay like i like i fuck with what they doing for this and like yeah bro i just thought it was super like i just thought it was so dope like the way that it was just kind of like very blunt it was just like yeah like like literally i felt like the approach to it was kind of like cameron in fucking um paid in full like niggas die every day b that's legit you tough right (laughs) that's legit yo that was the energy i got from the series like already so i was just like nah i definitely gotta read it because even like looking online and seeing like you know you see the little spoilers here and there for shit like even people being like Who's gonna tell him like what happens? Like who's gonna tell my man? <laughs> <Right>, yeah. <laughs> it, it it's fire, bro. And my man, my man Denji is just doing it. You know, he's doing it for the ladies. That's it. Like I respect yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, nah, you and me both. You know, like it, it, it was, it was, it was so much fun watching him in power train with I uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the guy's name, but he really, he really, he really whipped the motherfuckers into shape in a crazy way and and then like at the very end in episode 12 like denji and power like yeah you know like denji managed to fuck katana man up and slice him in half on the subway and power was going crazy on the fucking undead like yeah like you could tell like they grew
1: you know it was it was tight to see them grow so fast bro they went through they had their training arc bro they had that training arc moment where it's just like (laughs) i y'all think y'all tough but wait till you meet Mans, yeah. who's like, I've been around the block. Let me show you something young blood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, my favorite, my favorite was when, um, they tried to ambush him in his apartment and, um, what's it called? Denji just jumped down and he just said, Nope, here's what you did yo, wrong. This, 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 and this. So I was like, nah, come on.
1: <laughs> like, and the thing was, yeah. yo, the fact that my man's was basically like really like, Bringing motherfuckers to the brink of death, or like killing them, and then just like, all right, I'm gonna just kill you off. We are gonna get you back into like right. fighting form, and we just gonna continue this cycle. You know what I mean? Yeah, Actually, nah, nuts, bro. He just
0: he just fucking breaks the blood pack open like it's some smelling salts. Like, yeah, get your ass up. <laughs> like you're good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like hit him with it. <laughs> yeah, for real. I love it, man. It's it it was it was like cuz I had been seeing it around and then I was like, you know what? I got to start this. I just like I needed to make the time and I started it. Me and my lady started it. Um um my girl just got into anime over the course of the last year. I've been, I've been I've been I've been slowly trying to like throw a couple things her way, you know, yep. and be like, you might like this. Maybe you'll like this. And then they found uh what was the one that did it? We were watching something uh and then like I come back and it's like are they're already like okay i got like five or six more romance ones i'm trying to watch right now they have a whole list of shit that like yeah yeah it's it's starting to get to like the cataloging point and i'm
1: like all it takes is you just need that one you need that one and no that's it bro all you all you need is that like joint that like cracks the seal bro and like Mm -hmm. People, people will naturally kind of gravitate towards that. I, bro, I love that shit, man. Yeah, it's
0: like it's like bringing
1: someone to the dark side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
0: Which is which is funny too, because like a lot of people don't realize that like people people will look at like the most popular anime at the time. Like you know, you'll, you'll look at something like a One Piece or a Dragon Ball or a Naruto or like something like uh, I don't know, just yeah, just like any shonen you could pick. And people Mm -hmm. just look at that and it's like, oh, that's the only anime there is? Like all anime is trash. And it's like, and then then people start to realize that, you know, like there's like slice of life anime, there's sports anime, there's romance Mm -hmm. anime, there's drama anime, there's historical fiction anime. Like there's anime that takes itself deathly seriously. There's anime that doesn't take itself seriously at all. It comes in every genre, every shape and size, every kind of protagonist you could imagine, sexy, not sexy, you name it, it's there. And like, once you find the one gets you in it's you know it's 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 really just like it's over you know (laughs) yeah
1: dog nah you and that's the thing like it's it's getting people to see like there's a variety and there's a little bit of something for everybody you know what I'm saying like bro like I never really watched like even like sports like anime or anything like that and then my boy put me on to Q, the volleyball shit and, (laughs) and dog I was I was like yo like i was like, damn, I might, I might pull up to some volleyball games now. Like this shit, like look hella fucking dope. Like, shit is nah, nuts, man. bro.
0: High Q is high Q is great. And there's a, there was one that a bunch of my homies in college used to love. I don't remember what it was called, but the whole thing was about like grown ass men going to gambling tournaments and just like, and, and they're like in suits and just like, they, they either win big or they lose big, and it's about how their lives like blow up or fucking peter out based on like their gambling winnings I wish I could remember what it was called but I watched like an episode of that and it's like the most it's it, it's it's like so serious it's like so over the top fucking like solemn serious that it yep. makes me laugh and then you compare that to something like Kakegurui on Netflix where where mm-hmm. it's like all the kids in the fucking um, 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 there's like a school specifically for gambling and like they're all playing like Texas Hold'em and like every other kind of you know like it's like, it's just those two, I don't, I don't know. There's just, like, 80 different variations on the same thing, and, like, if, if you look hard enough, you'll find yep. something you like. Like, everybody listening, if you look hard enough,
1: you'll find the anime you like. I promise. I promise. I promise. Nah, bro. On everything, like, honestly, like, you you not even wrong like that's how i felt about fucking um food wars like they got like i mean that shit is out of pocket that shit is hella out of yeah. pocket
0: that was no no that that was that was the one i showed that was that was the one i showed my lady like we watched food wars and that, and, and that was it yeah yeah food wars was the one
1: <laughs> let's go bro that shit like because i ain't gonna i ain't gonna lie when they be eating something that's smacking and like they like the clothes come off and shit i'm like that's really kind of the experience in my brain like when you eat something that's fire like Uh it's like oh damn like they they encapsulate it perfectly right they literalized it
0: in a cool way also that's Mm -hmm. the show that taught me what umami was like i'd heard people talk about it but i didn't realize that umami was like an actual flavor like 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 made from mushrooms and shit and now i have Mm -hmm. fucking umami in my cabinets type shit like that's that's just how it works i put that shit on eggs that shit is crazy.
1: Well, listen, anime gang shit, bro. They say you can't learn yeah. nothing from anime. You can learn a whole <laughs> lot of shit from anime, bro. For real.
0: Come on, man. Yeah, no, they have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yo, what's cracking, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back to Real Notes. <laughs> we're already, we're already at it. It doesn't always happen like this, even though I feel like it should sometimes, and I just get self conscious. But we're here. Um, we're already into it. Dylan Cinemasai, uh, got a lot of names. Do a lot of shit run around, um, run around like, uh, oh man, fuck city escape. Sonic. I, I, I fuck the joke up. I'm here. We run around and I'm with somebody else who also is here and runs around and does a lot of things and puts on for so many good people. Um, man's a producer, a fucking, are you a DJ. I feel like you're a
1: DJ, right? i i I don't be i don't be i don't be claiming the dj title too bad too much because i got homies that really is like lethal lethal with the shit i like got it dabble and do my own little personal mixes and shit but like i'm a personal at home dj all
0: right all right so a personal at home dj um he's a writer he has a newsletter that i don't think he's I don't think he's updated in a while, but we're going to talk about that. Um, and the game, anime aficionado, just a all-around great fucking soul. We got Radicule, Jersey's Finest, in the fucking building. All sorts of shit. This one's been a long time coming. So, man, I, I mean, like, you already know what it is. Thank you for being here, bro. It means the world, hey, honestly.
1: Bro, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, bro. That intro, bro, you 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 give a hell of an intro, man. I do, I do got to say, I will say, I, I would like to claim i'm like jersey affiliated you know I'm, I'm new york original and based okay. but but no 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 i mean like bro i got so much love for jersey like most of my best friends come from there i'm usually down there in jersey city like all the fucking time so like
0: okay. I, I, I thought you were from jersey that's my fault then
1: oh nah bro you're good honestly i take that as a huge compliment bro like jersey got shit popping right now and like there's a lot of motherfuckers like i try to tell people like I like I try to lead people like that are like lost souls almost that kind of just like, you know, they continue the, oh, Jersey, like it stinks or whatever. Like, I'm like, bro, no, like there's motherfuckers. I too was lost once, but I've been found (laughs) like Jersey got cool motherfuckers and a lot of dope shit going on. Like, stop hating on Jersey.
0: I love right, to all my Jersey
1: man. people, bro. We, we we got
0: too much going on down in Jersey. Like, to the point where people don't, like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who don't realize that Just Blaze is from Jersey. Like, everyone assumes he's from New York. I think I talked about yeah. it on here before. But, like, he's from Patterson. He's from, like, around the way from me. Like, that's you know. Like, not, bro. Like,
1: and and this is, that's, like, that cool history. One thing, bro, I realized, like, mad, like, like watching mad like wrestling documentaries and shit there are mad wrestlers that like came from jersey or like got their start in jersey like fucking dudes like yeah bro like dudes like there are old dudes that wrestled for like ecw and shit i want to say like bam bam bigelow was from jersey i want to say um fucking um chris candido was from jersey um just mad dude mad dudes that were from like ecw and shit like just the old hardcore wrestling like started there and like Bro, like I'm pretty sure this dude, this more recent dude, um Nick Gage, I think he's from Jersey too. And like, mm-hmm. so there, there's a lot of rich cultural history lessons that lie and gems that lie in Jersey. So man, yeah, I, I love y'all to death. Y'all got some motherfucking hitters, boy. We
0: breathe, we we breed champions. We breed champions. Out
1: of <laughs> <there>. <laughs> <Fats>. yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But nah, man, I'm happy you're here. This is gonna be fun. I can already tell. So yeah, let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on. Uh last TV show or movie you watched that you had a strong opinion about.
1: Damn. Um so I could only pick one, right? Like I can only pick like one thing. You could
0: you could pick a couple if you want. It's 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 up to you like whatever really grabs you.
1: Okay. So I'm a, I'm going a to pick two. So there was there's one that I watched um recently called um the banshees of in the shearing. I've by. been meaning to watch yeah. it, bro. I'm so mad I haven't seen it yet. I've, Yo, I've, been, I've been dragging my feet. Bro, I'm not gonna spoil it. That shit was fucking gas, bro. Like, I like I never really like dove, like dove into a lot of like um, I want to say Colin Farrell, like his kind of catalog. So like I definitely feel like I need to like go back and watch some of his shit because him and that was just like phenomenal it's literally just like about like two friends that have like a falling out but they show you like all the like crazy shit that kind of happens between them like in trying to find like a road back to being friends again or like at mm-hmm. least a one-sided kind of friendship um that shit was fucking fire and um there was this documentary i peeped on uh netflix called the pez outlaw and You need to watch that, too. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, nah. you that, Bro, that just means you got a dope-ass watch list. Like, that shit, like, dude, it literally is about this dude that basically was, like, going overseas to, like, Europe and getting these, like, super, like, these unreleased, like, only Europe-based Pez dispensers and flying back to the States and, like, flipping them joints. And I was, like... This is crazy at how like he had a whole how because of that he started a whole vendetta with like the CEO of the USA branch of Pez and like how they had beef. Like Damn. it was wild. It's wild, bro. It's definitely a watch I'd recommend, bro. Yeah. Damn. You, you definitely sounds- keep it that sounds amazing because like
0: because um over the course of the last like five six months i saw the uh, uh hbl max has a documentary about the beanie baby craze and like how like the resale on those went crazy and i started yep. the first episode of the pepsi jet shit on netflix too which i don't know if you heard so, so so yeah like, it's this whole story about um back in the day they used to do like you know how like my coke rewards was a thing where you like drink the soda and you get the points and get the cool shit so like pepsi Mm -hmm. had one of those too and they put out a fake commercial or or or, or not a fake commercial but they put out a commercial like very very, clearly fakely like like falsely claiming like if you send us seven million points we'll give you a harrier jet and then this one kid was like word like you you want it's so, so like he so like he met up with this other guy this like this like investor or something and the two of them decided to figure out how much pepsi they would need to buy in order to get 7 million points and actually get the harrier jet so like they get enough they they, they um they get enough points somehow i i i've only mm-hmm. seen the first part but they get enough points somehow and they go to the pepsico like yo where's my harrier jet like and it, it, it's 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 a whole story um so so like i started that it's called um i think it's called pepsi where's my jet and it's on netflix so
1: you so if you like the pez shit go watch that because it's fun yo somewhere. i'm a nah i'm a peep because that sounds why and it's crazy because i've definitely like when you let this shit like go idle and then it starts to show you the little like clips and stills for like oh uh-huh. shit i've definitely seen that shit i've definitely seen it pop up and i was like Hmm, that's interesting and i didn't think i didn't even know i thought it was like i was like i thought it was some other company i didn't think it was like the actual like pepsi soda brand like company like yeah that's nuts bro i yeah i gotta peep that yeah. it,
0: it's 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 fun i'm liking it so far i might i might actually finish it later if i got the time but before we move on i didn't want i didn't want to skate over colin farrell because like he's yeah. been a. Uh, I i mean I I don't know if I'd consider him one of my favorite actors, but he's a he's a great actor, bro. Like between, um, you know, like the first thing I always, <laughs> the first thing I always think of is uh him as Bullseye and Daredevil, which he's like yeah him, bro. him and um him and Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin were always amazing to me. Um, they like like they felt like they came out of the comics, you know, like in a way that uh, oh, yeah. I'm in, in, in a way that uh Daredevil and Elektra just didn't, but like. There, but, but like, there's this other joint he put out in 2002. I don't know if you saw
1: it called Phone Booth. You ever hear a Phone Booth before? Wait, 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 wait. Is that the joint where he's, like, he's, like, in the booth and, like, there's some, like, dude, like, a sniper, like, aiming at him? Because he, like, yeah. he was trying to tell get him to tell the truth of, like, shit, his shit that he was doing on the side. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I did peep that. That shit was gas, bro. Yo, Nobody's that wild. was yo shout out that man because see like i'll be watching shit and i'll be forgetting who's like in it and then i'm like oh he's in that oh of course i was gonna love his his new shit yeah. like of course
0: <laughs> and like i love like i'm like i'm big on i'm big on movies that make the most out of like one location i love mm-hmm. it when movies do stuff like that so like the yeah you know, it's like I mean, I mean like they cheat a little bit you know like it doesn't take place entirely inside the phone booth but mm-hmm. like it takes place mostly inside he's stuck in it they like Go to a couple other places, but I I don't know. I I like I like that. I like that theatrical type shit as long as it's not like corny, like uh like the whale was not the best. The the Mm. um um uh Brandon Fraser's great in it. The rest is is is, it's it's a lot. But um uh Colin Farrell's I'm trying to think of all the other shit he's done because like there's like phone booth, there's Mm. daredevil, there's he's done so much shit. He's worked with um the guy who directed Banshees is a guy named Martin McDonough. I'm a big fan of his. Um, oh, they made this, they made this other movie called in Bruges that takes place in Ireland. Fucking nuts. So good. They made another Shit. one called seven scoundrels. That's like a, I haven't seen it since it first came out, but I remember really jacking seven scoundrels and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Colin Farrell's just been in, you know like he's been in like big movies he's been in small movies he's just one of those actors who can really do it all um you ever see fright night they make, they um they remade the vampire movie fright night and he's the vampire in it
1: oh shit no i did not peep that bro yeah. you get- fright fright night is cool as hell too um
0: david tennant the guy who played the um, the guy who was the 10th doctor who is in it and um mm-hmm. Uh, oh Anton Yelchin the the dude who passed away um some years back he's in it too he's he's the kid the the kid he's he's a fucking grown man but he's a kid in the movie Mm -hmm. um but yeah nah I'm I'm rambling but Colin Farrell's dope he's just got that like he can he can he can play big and campy he can do kind of like subdued he's like a like he's almost like a character actor he's like he's like the most he's like the most I feel like he's the most famous is the wrong word I feel like he's the most uh like I guess famous character actor Mm -hmm. like he's like a he's like a character actor who's like larger than life it's so
1: weird to describe but I love I love everything he does (laughs) I mean nah bro he like I I could honestly kind of tell that like even like not even like peeping like at least a whole lot of his like catalog like I'm pretty sure he played he played uh penguin in the new Batman joint, yeah, right? Yeah, and he was that was him. In the new Batman. Yep. Yo, penguin. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. The clip of him where he's hemmed up by like Batman and, and Commissioner Gordon, and he's just like, "Come on, why would you show <laughs> me that?" I was like, "Yo, that had me rolling in the theater, bro." I was right. dying off that. So yeah, no, nah, nah. I could tell. My man's really he he's he got that shit on though. He got that shit on. Yeah,
0: that. Yeah, that, and um, yeah, that, and right after when they're like trying to figure out what like the bat with wings shit means, and he's just like, he's like, what? Like, y'all don't know you're Spanish? Like, come on! Like, he was he was he was going, and <laughs> he 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 might have been my favorite part of the he might have been my favorite part
1: of the Batman, honestly, or nah, maybe my he, second favorite part. Bro, he stood out. Like, I give I give that man all his flowers. Now I know I gotta. I was literally sitting here like with like a shoddy little like pen and like writing out all the films you were naming, bro. I was just like, wait, write that down, write that down. That's not, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to dive in bro. Nah, man, you
0: gotta. Um, So like, so now let's run it all the way back with you and check your, check your whole, your whole experience. So like, what's the first movie experience you can remember having? It could be at the theater, it could be at your cousin house, wherever. doesn't matter. The first thing that
1: pops into your mind. Man, I so for me, it was um back all the way when I was a kid, like living in um co-op city in the Bronx. When I was um, I wanna say I was like six or seven years old. And so what we would do is like it would be me, my brother and my mom and my dad. And sometimes we do these like camp out nights, like it was in an apartment, so like we, you know, we didn't have woods or nature or whatever, but like right. we would legit can like sleeping bags and get like snacks and stuff like that and we just like turn the lights off you know put on a candle or something and watch a movie together and I remember two two flicks that really just like resonated and just stuck with me one was Lion King that's like my go-to like that's Classic. one of my like bruh it's like that's my childhood right there that was my favorite yeah. like Disney movie as a kid and um and Goofy movie because my brother used to run that non-stop and like, <laughs> so, but <laughs> you just, I heard, I heard the, I heard the die collapse there, bro. You know, it's good. Like, yeah, bro. So yeah, I just remember that. Cause like we were like in my household, we were just like a big, like movie family. So like aunts, uncles, like whether we were going to, you know, at my aunt's crib, I don't even know if they still have it, but they had like the black binder with the plastic sleeves, with all the mm. DVDs and you got the, oh. you know, you got the, yep. You got the official joints, and then there's some that a little bit bootleg that you get from the security guard in the you know in the lobby. So yeah, you know. or, yeah, from the five dollar <laughs> in at, at,
0: at the fucking corner store. Yeah, no, I get it. Yep. My aunt's yeah, my bro. aunt came through with a couple of those. My dad's come back with a couple of those. You know, it's it's, it's a good mix. It's a
1: good mix. Yeah, <laughs> like you got you got yeah. some you got some that'll that'll be a hit. Like I, right, the quality's kind of decent on this one, and then you got some that is just like, all right, now nah, we just gotta that's that's just the l that we took but yeah nah definitely as a kid like with my with my mom my brother and my dad like just having those like camp out nights and and watching like lion king and like goofy movie for sure Mm -hmm. man i mean
0: like that's crazy because lion king was my first movie experience too i saw it when i was four years old at the allwood cinema in jersey um, hey I, okay I like, vague, I like vaguely remember it it might just be because dad's told uh, my dad's told me the story so many times but <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah like that was uh you know i feel like that's a staple for pretty much anybody who was born around like you know, like if you were born somewhere from like 87 to like 95 no no wait wait what year was the lion king was Ninety six. So like, if, if so like, if you were like alive and conscious in nineteen ninety six, or like really any time before the year two thousand, you 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 know what we're talking about. um yep. But but a goofy movie. I don't think we talked about it on here yet. So I'm happy we could finally do that. I'm, ass- hey. um, I, um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. I'm assuming you've seen the fucking uh, the goof who sat by the door Atlanta shit,
1: right? Yes, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, when I, oh, bro. I was just like. Yo, it was a full circle moment. Like, it literally was just kind of like, it, it tapped in with me on an adult level of just understanding, like, the just the comedic genius behind the episode, but also, yeah. like, just, like, the childhood, like, connection of just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost this unspoken thing. It was just kind of like, yeah, Goofy movie, like, it feels like a Black movie. Like, I can't yeah. explain it. Like, it's, you know, like... But yes, bro, I, that episode resonated with me so fucking strongly, bro. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, nah, me too. I feel like uh, it's so funny because they kind of like, they kind of, they kind of walked a, they walked the tightrope between like appreciating and loving on the movie, but also kind of like also like very very lightly making like I like poking fun at people who were like this is a black movie and it's just like what does mm-hmm. that mean but like yeah, no nah, right. like it is it, it's, it's, it's just like it's there you know like you could tell you know like and like it really could just be something as simple as like oh they got Tevin Campbell to do the music and that made it black who knows but like <laughs> I, 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 but but but, but, but yeah but you know like it's like the it's just like the same thing of like why do we consider piccolo black like why do some people consider bugs Yo, black you that, know like, like like that type of shit like darwin from gumball too like why do people consider him black you know like it just it's just there like I, you know like it's, it's just yep. it's just a feeling i don't know it's
1: just a feeling nah bro nah for real like it really is like that's so crazy you know what i never i never heard uh, about Bugs Bunny being part of the Black delegation. I never, I got, like, that's, th- I, I knew Piccolo, like, Piccolo and Darren from yeah. Gumball, for sure, like, I've heard that, but that's interesting, like, I gotta, okay, I literally want to do, like, a poll of, like, what would be, like, the roster, like, what would be, like, the, who would be, like, starting five, and then who would be, like, coming off the bench as far as, like, anime, anime and, like, cartoon characters that were, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they they may not physically be black but we know like there's a there's a deeper underlying feeling
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy like the Bugs Bunny one's a little sad because like his whole character is just his whole character is based off of fucking like minstrelsy and like black stereotypes like from like his foundation like I have this whole book about it that I've been reading it's like about like the fucking like history of blackface and minstrelsy and animation it's really depressing but (laughs) but yeah it's it's uh yeah it's, it's 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 interesting it's just really depressing but like you know like you, you know you could say that about Bugs Bunny you can say that about Mickey Mouse too like 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 yeah. the history runs really really deep but at the same and uh and and you know like the episode kind of gets into it with Goofy too because like that um mm-hmm. that like dissertation thing that they read that um the guy um of Iwerks I think his name was wrote mm-hmm. like like that was like literally verbatim a thing he wrote like about Goofy. Like like it played oh, like, like like that's one of the only things in the episode that isn't a joke. Like they pulled that straight from the archives. So like he mm. was
1: yeah, <laughs> that's that's real. Um, that's nuts, bro. Wow. <laughs> Holy Nah, I, I'm a, I might have to, I, after this, I'm going to have to have you uh, slide me the name of that book that you got that shows the mm-hmm. history too. Because that's, a, like you said, It's it. I know it's already, it's fucked up, but like the concept behind it and like the fact that someone like took the time to really like dive in that deep with like animation. And it, I mean, we know animation from, you know, certain time periods was, they was getting that shit off. Like it was just, you know, a, uh, uh, hello you know what i mean like yeah. so it there's some i've showed people some crazy shit i'm like yeah like looney tools have some racist ass shit <laughs> <laughs> in it like a minute ago like so it's crazy though it's crazy to see that history in comparison to like where we're at now with everything too
0: totally but you know like a goofy movie is something that's like nice and pure and cute and just like mm-hmm. real real wholesome uh i mean like the tevin campbell songs are all great we all know that um it, it's like i rewatched it again maybe i re- I think i rewatched it like three or four months before that episode came out like not knowing it was mm. coming and i just i, I was like i just want to watch the movie again and you know like it's yeah. it's it's cute you know like it's it's nothing it's like a it's it's really it really is a comfort movie for me in a lot of ways because i was a yeah. big goofy fan growing up but like i just uh it was it's just a cute movie, you know, like it's nothing yeah, like bro. super serious outside of like, yeah, like Goofy's fucking raising Max and being a good dad and trying to figure out what that means. And, you know, like Max is figuring out that his dad's not as lame as he thought. Like It's you know, it's just like cute. Yeah. shit. It's, it's nothing like super. It's not like revolutionary, but it's 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 it's, it's a cute, fun movie that I love to watch.
1: Bro, no, nah, for real, it it really is, and I, I just wanted to jump in and ask, like, I actually want to ask you two quick things, if that's cool, Yeah, bro. please, come on. So, I wanted to ask first, did you see the, the sequel for it? Like, the I one that was, to, like, I, extremely... I owned it, yeah, the X-Game shit. Yeah, 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 I used hey, to have it the Okay, all right, I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on it? Because I low-key fucked with it. I, I like that as a sequel, but I know some people, it's kind of like a mixed, like, bag in terms okay. of like the sequel, what what were your thoughts on it?
0: So I like it. It's uh, I I haven't seen it in probably almost twenty years at this point, but mm. um but but I loved it when it came out. Like I wore I wore it. I had it on DVD. I was gonna say I didn't wear the tape out. I had the DVD, but um uh I but but like I enjoyed it for what it was. It had cute music, um, cool story, but like I definitely liked it less than the first one but mm-hmm. i feel that. like I, but but like i said i haven't seen it in enough time i haven't seen it in enough time to really uh like i couldn't tell you exactly how i feel about it now it's literally mm-hmm. been two decades since i watched it the most recent the most recent i thought about it was um i was watching this other video about the history of uh of like disney dvd stuff and like disney mm-hmm. on home video and like how they, like, formatted it and how they put out the tapes and how they would, like, re-re-re-release shit through video and then DVD and fucking, like, all that shit. And somebody yeah. mentioned, because there's, like, a whole bunch of different factions of, like, the Disney Home video shit. There's, like, Disney DVD. There's, like, Disney Toon Productions. And there's, like, there's, like eight mm-hmm. different things that all mean it's it's weird. But uh, I was watching and I noticed that, like, they showed clips from an extremely goofy movie. And I'm, like, damn, this animation's kind of ass. It, like, looks yeah. kind of terrible, <laughs> like, espe- like, especially compared to the first movie. Like, you know, like, just yeah. like things things look less detailed. They don't move as fluidly. And, like, you could tell they had a lot less bread to spend on, like, actually making the movie look good. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to really dive in and, like, watch it again and see if, like, the story holds up. But, you know, like, but, but, but yeah, that, that's my way of saying I haven't seen it in a long enough time to have mm. an opinion on it. Cause like, I remember it in like bits and pieces, but I loved it. I loved it when I was a kid. So, you know, I guess that's my
1: answer. (laughs) Hey, okay. No, I mean, I like, cause legit I had like, it was almost just like a, like a, like a brain blast moment that I just had like thinking about the original. Cause then I was just like, Oh, wait a minute. I do remember that there was a sequel to it. And like (laughs) having watched that, like, and I think, I think that was like a straight to, That was one of those, like I think, like straight to VHS or like straight to DVD ones. Like they were like, "We not going, we not going through theater releases for this." It's like the same shit that they did with Lion King. It was like, "All right, we know the original. That's all we need. You know, we don't need no else. We don't need nothing (laughs) else."
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you you know, I was I was like really big into the X Games and shit like that as a kid. So uh, or, or like not really big, but like big enough to want to watch the movie specifically because it was about the X games. So like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was cool for what it was. It was yeah, cool no, for what it
1: was. Nah, the X games was popping at one point. That's yeah. it. Like you said, it was, it was cool. It was cool in that moment of time, like specifically in that kind of time zone when they dropped it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause that was like early to, uh, that was like early to mid two thousands. I forget the exact, year. it, it might've been like, Oh one or Oh two. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly. I'll look it up later. But yeah, no, nah, like, I don't remember it well enough to have like a solid opinion about it.
2: <laughs> no, um, I got you, bro.
0: But, but but like, as you, but like as you got older, um, mm-hmm. was there ever, a, like, was there a movie that you watched that kind of stopped you in your tracks and really like touched you in a way that movies had never really... Like done that for you before? Like not even so much in an artful way, but just in like a wow, like this is a movie, like this is more than just entertainment type shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Damn,
1: man. Oof, I thought I had, damn. Like, I thought I had this shit. I was just like, so I'm like, I'm trying to prepare for these questions, and I'm just like, as they come at me, I'm like, damn, now I'm stumped, bro. Um. I would definitely, you know what, I would say, like, it must have been, I think, I can't remember how old I was, I know I was young, and like, my piece, like, shout out to my mom's because she used to let me, like, watch it, and then kind of just be like, he's going to be exposed to this at some point, so I might as well, like, let him watch it, and like, explain and break shit down to him. Some people probably may laugh at me, but I'm going to say Undercover Brother. Like with um that shit, bro, like that film, like I just remember like learning like that was one of those movies where it was like I learned like the lines like scene by scene. Like I was holding on to everything from it. And like literally then you just kind of go and impersonate it with people and like you're dropping lines all over the place. And like that was that was a big one for me. Like just the concept of it the the writing for it um just the the fucking shit the um and i i re it when i was older and then i could obviously get a lot more of the jokes and a lot more of the writing for it but when my mans brought out the goggles and they were just like caucasia vision,
2: caucasia I, vision. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I lost Man. it bro like
0: leave it to I- beaver and river dance <laughs> <laughs>
1: yo and he had the the time he had the he had the rolly with the hot sauce in it like
0: one blast should be enough to make caucasian food edible yeah
1: (laughs) bro it was just like so uh, such like off the wall type shit but it was just like so clever in the way that it was executed so like Mm -hmm. i like that was the i think yeah that was definitely the movie that made me really sit and like appreciate and pay attention to like Not only like the writing for a script, but also like the chemistry between actors and the chemistry between like, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, like in the background of movies, films and television shows. um, But also like really paying attention to, you know, the storyline at least and really like understanding like, oh, wow, okay, like there's a pretty nuanced kind of plot here that's running too. So Yeah, man, that that was definitely the first movie that kind of just got me like hooked as far as like, all right, like I'm tapped in with like film and cinema and understanding that type of shit.
0: Right. And then it goes even further than that because, like, of course, you know, for for everybody who's seen it and everybody who hasn't seen it, the whole thing's a satire of fucking 70s blackploitation. You know, like, fucking Mm -hmm. like the whole, you know, like like the whole main joke is that Undercover Brothers, a character who's like unstuck in time. He's like this like modern dude, but he dresses like at the 70s. He's got the fucking like leather medallion with the black power fist on it. He's got the fro and he wears the fucking, he, he wears the fucking like, fucking like colorful like cheetah print threads all the time and yep. fucking and fucking talks like goddamn jim kelly from enter uh, and from um enter the dragon and like all this shit you know like it's it's like so yeah i yeah like i like you know like i didn't realize like i had like a superficial understanding of like those mm-hmm. black exploitation type things but mostly because like my dad and my parents explained to me kind of what was going on but mm-hmm. I like fully appreciated it when I watched the movie again, like 10 years later when I was in college. Cause, like, yeah, cause like that was a movie, like, my sister and I would watch that over the summer. We would like throw that on, um, we, we had like TiVo and shit, and we would just put that and like watch hey. it on repeat like every fucking summer. That was one of those, you know? Like, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it was just like that movie is so special and so like, it's, it's, it's just like really funny and like just as smart as it needs to be and like not too you know, like, not to, it doesn't, like, beat, it. I mean, like, it does kind of beat you over the head with it, but in, like, a fun, Mm -hmm. approachable way that doesn't feel, like, pretentious or corny, and then, like, that prepared me for Black Dynamite, which I saw maybe about five, six years after that, and, like, that was, (laughs) I think that probably is my favorite movie of all time, like, if I had to, like, bro, just, just, like, in terms of shit that I, like, love and, like, will watch, over and over again like i have every line every fucking like i have every shot of that movie memorized like i could recite the whole thing right now i've seen black
1: dynamite fucking like 80 million times like (laughs) bro and like what's that fucking phenomenal phenomenal movie bro like and i mean that shit i i would say black dynamite i think is what pivoted me to like getting into looking at the catalog of michael j white because like i was just like and then i learned i was like oh, nah, he really, he really does, like, this martial arts, like, kung fu shit, like, he really is about it, and it's crazy, because, like, the other night, I just re-watched, um, this joint, uh, I think it's called Blood and Bone, with him as, like, the, the main character, and he's just, like, he's pretty much, yeah, like, just this, like, underground street fighter, like, basically, and it's just, like, thousand motherfuckers left and right like he literally i would say like yo like michael j white i'd honestly say is like the black one punch man like basically in that (laughs) like he basically is like the black one punch man in that movie and it's such a cool thing to watch like uh such a such a man yo oh i did want to i did want to say too um as a kid one other movie that i remember that like really stuck with me as far as like i guess like story and everything was, I forget the name of it, but the Pokemon joint where Ash gets turned to stone by Mewtwo. Oh, po- on uh, the, um, the, the first movie, yeah. Yep, the
0: that, bro, that
1: messed me up. I was crying like a baby, like it was such an emotional moment in that movie. And like that, I remember I was like, I think that also fostered my love for like cartoon films and like animated films and just being like, yo, like these shits also can hit on a totally different level. As much if as much as if not more than even just like live action stuff. So I got to give props to that one, too.
0: Yeah, man, people, people, people really sleep on the effect that cartoons can have on not even just kids, but on everybody. You know, like I don't want to mm-hmm. get too deep with it, but like I've al- I've always I've always kind of looked at animation and cartoons. It's just like they're all exaggerations of real life. And like through exaggeration, you can uh, like, like more often than not, you can get it. You can get it like the true essence of something by like exaggerating it and making people see it like you do type shit. And like, that's part of the reason why I love cartoons and animation so much. Like whether it be like anime, like Jojo's or Pokemon or just stuff like fucking like a goofy movie, you know, like there's just like Mm -hmm. these little, you know, like, you know, like if you like describe the way somebody's face looks, you know, you could describe it and somebody could like picture it in their head but then you draw it out and it's like, Oh, I get it. And you like, then you like see that person's face and it's like, Oh, I can see why I can see how you would get that from that. And it's just like, it's just like the most like literal. It's just like our interpretation of how we see the world type shit. And it makes me, uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, I don't want to get too deep,
1: but that's yeah, kind of how good, bro. It. <laughs> nah, you're good, bro. Like honestly, like don't worry. I, I was taking us down that rabbit hole anyway. So you're fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Um, uh, but but yeah, so like so like now that we did it with movies, let's do it with music. When did you mm-hmm. uh um when did when did music become more than just like a passive thing in your life, like something that you were like actively interested in? Like, oh, this is you know, like, oh, this is music, like, not just some shit that's in the background. Like, this is music. Like, when did that first happen for you?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had, like, I would say I had kind of, like, two, like, two pivotal moments, like, and two pivotal times, like, in my life that, like, really was, like, where I was, like, okay, like, I get this. Um, Because as a kid, like, I always used to, like, hate loud noises and, like, really, like, like, I really wasn't, like, a big music head as, like, a kid, as, like, a youngin' youngin'. But there was one time where I was in the car, and um, I forget which song by him was playing, but DMX came on on the radio. Mm. And for, for some reason, a young, like, seven-year-old me was just, like, trying to rap every single word that man's was, like, saying and it was just the energy and just like the aggression and the form of his expression. I was just like, Oh, he's like saying some shit. Like, I don't know what the hell any of this probably means, but like, it was like just me like really understanding the passion that can come with like music and making music. So RIP to Goat. Like he, like mm-hmm. he, nah, he was, he was, he was one of the ones for real as a kid. And then the other time I was sitting and I think MTV was on and, um, I saw the music video for again and some like combining like music and animation pretty much. Like I remember seeing the video for Clint Eastwood by gorillas Mm -hmm. and like seeing like Dell, the funky homo sapien rapping as this blue ghost. and like, I was like, what is this? Like, this is like nuts. Like, so like, I would say those were the two moments where I was just kind of like, yo, like, all right. Music is like, this is like dope. And I started becoming like an avid listener, obviously, way before I even started to really like sit and start to like make shit on my own.
0: Right. Man, those are, those are two, th- th- those are, those are, those are such good examples. Like, like Clean Eastwood is, bro. yeah, Clean yeah, Eastwood's just such a, like, such an iconic song. I, f- I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people our age, that was our first exposure to Del the Funky. It was definitely my first exposure to yep. Del. And, um, you know i mean i and you know i mean like dmx was everywhere by the time we were like 9 10 years old he had already um what's it called he had already done the uh he had already done the flesh in my flesh um what were the two albums? Was it? It, it was flesh. It, um, I think it was "Dark and Hell Is Hot" and "Flesh and My Flesh" came out a year apart, and 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 yep. and and, uh, and um, they both went platinum in like a week or some shit. And then you know, like he was, you know, like I saw him in all the movies. I literally just watched "Never Die Alone" for the first time
1: earlier this week. I don't know if you've seen Word. it. Word, <laughs> I, I need to, I need to peep because I remember the the one I peeped recently was the joint with um, I want to say who was in it. I want to say it was like Jet Li yeah cradle of the grave it. yes yeah. that was the one after <laughs> pre- like most recently and i was like "This shit is he like it, it's just like seeing his films was just like they're just like these like hood action like gems almost and not even like mm-hmm. hood in a sense but just like these sort of interesting action gems with like oh and here's you know here's we got some dmx you know what i'm saying If you if you if you like him and you you fuck with that like it's just like a I don't know, it's like a nice gem to see him in like just anything, like acting. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. He was uh he wasn't the best actor. At least he's not in Never Die Alone. Cause I I, I thought Never Die Alone was not that great. It's it's mm-hmm. fun to watch, definitely worth like it, it's only like an hour and twenty minutes. There's worse ways to spend the night, but I was yeah. like, eh. This, this, this is this is this is de- i was i was I, I was like this is definitely a fucking this is definitely a fucking gangster action movie from the year 2004 you know like yep, yep. But, but, <laughs> but 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 let me not disparage dmx because he's one of my favorite rappers um i you, you know you're like, like 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 um we all know the classic songs fucking mm-hmm. like that run he was on was legendary um I kind of, and it's crazy because, like, I kind of was introduced to X through, um, I was introduced to him more through, like, his movie stuff and through, Mm -hmm. like, a thing like Def Jam Vendetta, where he's, like, a boss character in that, you know, and, you know, and and, and, you're, like, before, and, like, beforehand, I'd heard Rough Riders Anthem and all that stuff, but, you know, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, 10, 11 years old at this point, so, like, I'm not, like, actively, like, consuming all sorts of crazy shit just yet. But like, yeah, but but, you know, like that was definitely my springboard where I was like, all right, let me go listen to it's dark and hell is hot. Like, let me Mm -hmm. go listen to flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. And, you know, like I really just sat there like shit like this man really just I don't know, man. He just he just he just sounds like like, yeah, you know, like he he like raps like a preacher, but not in like that, like off putting pretentious kind of way. He's just like very much like a let me tell my story and listen to me fucking like tear my heart out. You know, like it's really hard to it's really hard to not take someone like that super duper seriously or think it's funny. It depends on how you look at it. But like, um, I don't really think DMX is very funny, but I know people who did back in the day because people were tripping. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to X. He was amazing. Rest in peace. For real, bro. Nah, shout out to that man. And like you said, he, he had a vulnerability to it. It's like, you know, it's it's someone kind of like rapping and doing their thing from a perspective of just like, listen, I know I am not perfect. I know I'm flawed, but it's like, aren't we all type shit? You know what I mean? So it's, it's it's dope, bro. And also like the, the, the kind of era of like the early two thousands, like, like action gangsta movies and everything. Like you said, it's like a lot of them were very much like, all right, I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't throwing this back on and rerunning this every single weekend, but right. it is something where it has like a unique, like almost like a unique charm to it. Like, it's just like, you know, you're like, all right, this isn't the best form of media I've ever watched, yeah. but, <laughs> but it's got, it's got a little bit of character. So nah, I feel you hundred percent on that, bro. Yeah. Nah, like I said, not
0: everything needs to be art, you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. shit can just be, sometimes shit can just be entertainment. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. Like, you know, like I would, you know, like I can, think, I can think of several, um, what's it called? No, like, like I would rather watch never die alone over a lot of other movies that take themselves. I mean, this movie takes itself pretty seriously, but it's mm-hmm. like, but, but, but like, it's, but, you know, like it's, it's got like charms and quirks that something a little more polished might not, you know, like, and I'd right. rather watch that than something like, uh, I can't think of an example right now, but like, I just like, I'm attracted to that type of stuff. Like, it doesn't always have to be fucking, you know, like, it doesn't always have to be Banshees of Inner Sharon. It could sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just want to watch like DMX run up a wall in Tim's <laughs> and fucking run away from dogs. Like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes it's that simple. Bro. One of life's great you, pleasures.
1: You, <laughs> you, you not wrong, bro. You not wrong. It is, it is definitely a gem for sure. <laughs> yeah
0: um and before before we, before we move on to more of your music mm-hmm. career um and like where you got started with that um i mean yeah so like when um so like as you're growing up and you have all this knowledge and experience with movies and music um mm-hmm. was like when did you do, when did you first consciously was or rather was there ever a period of time where you consciously linked film and music together in your head as like two things could complement each other
1: there's Uh, a lot of ways you can take that question but yeah oh brother oh man yes 100% yes and it's it's I would say they're they're anime related to be real so um Mm -hmm. and I think it's no surprise a lot of people know I fuck with these two series like super duper heavy but it was um Cowboy Bebop and Mm -hmm. Samurai Champloo those two like and like the, the intro for Samurai Shampoo that Nujibus and Shingo 2 did, I was like, oh, this, like the soundtrack just went with every episode and everything was just like, I was like, oh shit, like this, this is like, both of these are forms of media where like the soundtracks and the actual visual presentation like mesh like so well together. and And there have been like, some I would say like video game you know style ones too as well, but for more like actual media, media like like film and television, definitely those two. Those two like completely changed my worldview.
0: Yeah, me too. Like those those were those were those 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 were both head bust moments for me. Like just in mm-hmm. the sense of a uh, you know like New Jabez and fucking um, Fat John and forces of nature, all the shit mm-hmm. they did for Samurai Shampoo was, like. I had never really seen that. I don't really think anybody had ever seen that done in an anime context before, but like being able to see those two things happen at the same time, really solidified my love for the shit in a way yep. that, uh, in a way that it, w- I mean, like, I, I'm I mean, like, I had liked it already, but when I realized those two things really went together, I was like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a rap. And, you know, bebop is, you know, like, mm. bebop is the same way cause they do Cause I'm into the seatbelts jazz album, you know, like, yep. just like the way they, the, you know, like the way, the way that the, the way that the way that the seatbelts' music brings bebop to life one of my favorite moments in anime history is in the third episode when they're uh, um um when they meet um why can't i remember the woman's name from Cowboy Bebop what the fuck is her name oh,
1: um Faye um,
0: yeah faye there we go thank you yeah faye valentine there we go so yep. yeah see so, yeah, like when they first meet faye and they're trying to rob the casino and yeah. um, and the fucking song is playing and then like Faye and Spike, like, Spike's in his suit on the boat, um, um, on top of the ship, and, like, Faye's in the thing and like and like they look at each other and have like a cute little flirty moment that shit is cinema to me bro and like the fucking like and 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 like like the fucking sax and the horns i'm just like yo this is this shit is so beautiful like that's like a that shit sends chills up my spine to this day i see it and i'm like "Uh." (laughs) that's (laughs) how you do that
1: (laughs) bro bro nah you bro you not even lying because now like that you now that you brought that up like that episode is hands down like one of my favorite. Like that's one that I'll like, when I want like background, just ambiance working on shit or just something playing in the background, I'll play that episode. Cause like everything from the music they picked for that scene, the the soft kind of like, the soft kind of light, like almost like dreamy jazz that's playing in the casino as well when they're like walking through and like they're, they're scoping out the place. It's like, Oh, it, that episode was just such a like a master class of just like combining right music, right time, and right dialogue. Like, just oh, it's chef's kiss. Just
0: man, <laughs> and one more time before we move on, you mentioned mm-hmm. games earlier, which. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, game, yeah, like games are games are definitely media in a way that I think like, I mean, like we both understand, but a lot mm-hmm. of people don't, a lot of people still don't look at games as like media and like stuff to be taken seriously. And it totally is. But like, talk to me about a couple, because I, I was going to ask you later about some game shit anyway, because like, it's all incorporated mm-hmm. with the music. But like, yeah. but like, give me, give me, give me a couple of those. It sounded like you were going to talk about some game soundtracks or something. What about what about mm-hmm. those?
1: Oh yeah, man. So there's this um recent joint that I got into um thanks to one of my homies, um Prince, he recommended it to me like as soon as it dropped. Um there's a joint uh Shimigami Tensei Five.
0: Mm-hmm. And like
1: the it's like this super it's this 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 beautifully done like JRPG, like and it's like kind of like modern world, but also it combines post-apocalyptic elements with like you know, typical like high school kid having to save Tokyo from like destruction at the hands of demons and shit. And like the way I had it explained to me and it just made so much sense, it basically was like Pokemon, but just with like demons like and shit. And I was just like, the soundtrack of it though was just, it's just this very beautiful, like they have these very dark synth ballads and cuts and then very bright and kind of like, optimistic tracks as well um but it plays out like a movie like as i was like playing it like it literally i was like this feels like i could sit and actually watch this like and like just have them like stitch the cutscenes together and i just like sit and watch it like it's a movie which that's those are my guilty pleasures like i like watching like video games stitched together and i'm just like i'm just gonna watch the cutscenes, and like that'll be what i do for the night so like um but yeah like that game as well as um the persona series that atlas uh does too the oh man they i don't know they they just every time they just put their foot into the soundtrack and that's how it felt with also like sonic games like you literally mentioned at the start of this like sonic like sonic adventure and i always remember like playing sonic adventure 2 battle and the yeah. knuckles stages like i was like yo what like these shits these shits is hard <laughs> <laughs> I always, like
0: i always i i always wonder how the guy who did those pumpkin hill raps i, I always wonder where he's at these days because yeah <laughs> yo, god bless Special him
1: moments. that that yeah that that man deserves they need to bring if he's still around and still doing like music like they need to find a way to get my man's back onto like a soundtrack at some point like mm-hmm. like but yeah not, but yeah bro those are I'd say those definitely like were like and I do got to give just a quick shout out to the new God of War too because that joint just the the simple kind of like and I I always forget like the Nordic kind of like music that they pick to soundtrack everything I'm like this sounds just like some epic like movie style like shit and just the way that obviously it's storyboarded like it's meant to play almost like you're playing a movie almost so right yeah, I, yeah. I, I i'll wrap i'll wrap my rambling up with with those three for sure like that <laughs> i'm
0: <laughs> i'm happy i'm happy you brought up god of war because i'm playing through the first I'm, I'm i'm playing through the 2018 one right now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 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 about to beat the eighth valkyrie i'm going through the uh i'm going um i'm going um, i'm going through the uh the niflheim maze right now so yo beat the eighth valkyrie yeah <laughs> But yeah, nah. Let's but yeah, like, yeah, man. God of War. Yeah, God of War. Beautiful soundtrack. Fucking Sonic games. Beautiful soundtracks. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the um? Oh, why am I blanking on the name of the one that? Uh, it was like the platformer that came out. Um, like like the old school, the old school ish Sonic game that had a really really great soundtrack. Um, Sonic, uh, not Sonic Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's the one that came with. Uh, you could play as the armadillo and the bee and shit. Um mm. was it like when you could play
1: as like a team almost? No, like, no, 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 no. That's okay. Sonic
0: Heroes. Um, yeah. Uh let me see. Sonic 2D. Damn, why can't I remember what it's called? Uh no, not what Sonic the Hedgehog. That? Uh z- 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 z. it's it uh Sonic Origins. That was it. It's Sonic mm. Origins. Mm-hmm. right? No, wait, 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 no, 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 no. I'm 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 lying again uh sonic mania there we go sonic mania yeah okay it came out like it came out like four or five years ago uh it Hmm. was like it was like a back to basic sonic game really really beautiful soundtrack all those sonic games have great soundtracks but that one's that one might be my favorite that isn't sonic adventure 2 battle
1: like word yeah i gotta go back i definitely gotta go back and play that now because i never i never played sonic mania but like now it's got the bro it's got the cinema side seal of approval, <laughs> bruh, I'm going I'm I'm to check it out. Fucking, fucking, you, you could probably buy
0: Sonic Mania for, like, the price of a bag of chips at this point, so, yeah, I oh, definitely recommend it. I recommend <laughs> it, yeah. Let's go. It's on every system, too. But, um, uh, so, yeah, for you, growing up around all this music and all these movies and all these games, uh, and deciding that you wanted to formally like, step into making music on your own, like, when did you, when did you first know that rap and making beats and shit like that would become
1: more than just a hobby for you yeah I mean like I think it became more of just like more than just a hobby I want to say when I was um I want to say when I was like 15 16 because like I started I was making beats and like I originally started out rapping but I was like horrible as a rapper at like like 13 14 which is like it's natural like you start out anything you start out with you're not going to be like the best at it right off rip so I was just kind of like all right like you know I can't be bad at also making beats like there's got to be at least one or the other that I'm good at and so it it just kind of started to stick I'd say really it started to stick when I was like 15 and actually one of my One of my old homies who I used to make beats for, this dude, um, Ken Rebel, he's based out of like Brooklyn and was starting to get like some traction from like the Tumblr days of like dudes like, you know, posting fits on Tumblr and everything of that nature. So it was like that era that like I started like tapping in really with it. And he was just like, nah, like I really fuck with your beats. Like, you know, like send me whatever you got and, you know, we'll start to cook some shit up together. And that's when I really kind of started to take it seriously because that's when like people, there was starting to be like more of like a fan base and traction that started happening. And I was like, oh, people actually like, like the shit I make. That's kind of crazy. Like it is such a weird feeling when you like have people say like not in mass, like, hey, this is dope. Like we fuck with this. And so, yeah, I'd say like, yeah, once I was like 15, 16, working with Ken and getting shit out with him. Um That's where I really noticed I was like, all right, like if I keep with this and I keep evolving and kind of just like being a student to, you know, not only the individuals I look up to, but even my peers that are like to my left and my right, like I could really probably make some dope shit and kind of have my own little, own little kind of like island oasis in the universe where people could come and they willfully want to pull up and vibe to my shit. So, yeah, man, it was around that time. That's hard. And the first, the earliest project of
0: yours I was able to find was, um, the, uh, Waltz to Game Me project with, um, Damn. fucking Sephiroth on the cover. And I I, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but obviously, you know, like your love of games and shit runs very deep. So like, talk to mm-hmm. me about, so like, well, t- talk to me about making that project and like, I, or, or, or I said Sephiroth on the cover, that's the cowboy bebop shit. Nah. So like, talk to me. So yeah, let's like, see, so, like, talk to me about, um. I mean, we already talked about what bebop Mm -hmm. means to you, but like, what was it, but like, what made that project so special? And like, why, like why bebop to kind of construct an entire thing around?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I would probably say like, honestly, um, I think that was back around the time. Yeah. I think I was like, yeah, like 15, 16 at the time that I dropped that. And like, um, I think it was because like, you know, you you're kind of going at that age. You're at this weird kind of like nexus of like, you know, you're breaking out of being like a full fledged like kid, but you're also you're definitely far from being like an adult, so to speak. So you're trying to find that even ground of like, you know, what's my maturity level like? You know, what's cool, what's not cool for me to like be into or do or whatever. And I just remember like watching Bebop at that age and like getting it like just being like oh shit like I understand a lot of the themes and a lot of the real life shit that they just de- that they depict on the show and I was like huh like that's really cool I'd like to make like almost like a soundtrack of like if I like you know did a rendition of bebop or if I was a part of some type of like spinoff or side series of bebop or something like that and I think that's where Waltz the Ganymede kind of came it was like me kind of creating my own soundtracks for stuff that i really loved and stuff that i really like grew up with an appreciation for or was finding a deeper appreciation for so you yeah, know it's kind of like my little ode and my little tribute to the series and and all that it did for me with like understanding life shit you know what i mean right
0: and 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 that's so ill to me because you know like as your career goes on you see you see that you kind of take that core idea of like appreciation and tribute and just like putting it toward so many different anime and video game related things that I'm going to get into specifics in a second. But like, I just like, cause like you're not the only producer who's who kind of has an affinity for that thing. And mm-hmm. you know, like between you, yeah, you know, like there's people, there's people like you and knowledge and brain orchestra and Popstar mm-hmm. Benny and fucking wolf Morpheus. Like I could sit here and name names all day, I, but like, you know, like there, but like I feel, I feel like games and anime have this really special relationship within the producer community more than anything. Mm-hmm. And just like, I guess, just as a producer yourself, like, why do you, you know? Like, why do you think y'all gravitate toward that shit the way that you do? It's 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 always been something I've wanted to ask somebody. Yeah, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah, bro, that's a good, nah, that's a good ass question, bro. Like, honestly, I think it's just like. I know for me, it's just like I think I think a lot of producers like and and it it obviously varies from person to person. But from what I've noticed with a lot of producer homies, like we all have very like wildly active imaginations. Like and I think it's like something that when we watch certain things and certain mediums, especially like anime and like video game culture and stuff like that we kind of get so immersed into it. We start to envision ourselves. Like, what would it be like to live in that universe or what would it, what would I be doing like in those scenarios? So like for me, I think it's just an appreciation for the fact that it's just a camaraderie. You know what I mean? Like the people making a lot of these like trippy animations and just like these powerful storylines, like they have, I think sort of, I almost say like, I would always say to my mom, it's like um, this thing of like, knowing you have a couple screws loose, but you don't want them tightened. Like, you're like, I actually like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's kind of, it's kind of like that. But I definitely think like, to, to put like a button on it, it's the sheer kind of creativity. It's like world building almost. Like, I think when you're a producer, you're kind of going through stitching things together. And you're creating this universe for someone to, step into whether it be only for a minute or two minutes or three minutes, however long you choose to make a beat. Like once they kind of come in, it's on some like Jujutsu Kaisen shit. It's like, all right, this is my domain expansion. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you stepping in the, you, yeah, bro. Like you stepping into my house and like, you know, we're going to show you how we rock. And so, yeah. Cause I think, I think that's just this larger than life thing that's ingrained in a lot of us, like just creating our own world for people to step into.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, because like, that's what y'all do. Like y'all create worlds, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was, I was, I was going to, I was going to ask you this way later, but since we already jumped there, like, you know, it's just like, y'all have, y'all have so much more power, like as producers, like y'all, y'all have so much more power and influence over songs than I feel like I, I mean, like, we, like, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty obvious thing that everybody talks mm-hmm. about, but just like y'all don't get the credit you deserve. Like as producers, a lot of the time, you know, like, unless, unless, uh, Unless you're like a big household name, like a fucking Metro Boomin or Ninth Wonder or Knowledge again, you know, like, and just like, you know, like what. It's it's a it it, it, it can be really difficult to broach, like what you can do to fix that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like you have people who appreciate what you do and. It could always be more but like what do you you like what 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 do you feel it would what do you feel would need to change in order for producers of all stripes to just like start getting the credit they deserve and like you you know just like just like in general you know i don't know Mm -hmm. it's just a
1: yeah (laughs) oh man i mean i think i think for me personally damn you Yo you ask good ass fucking questions. Um thank you. <laughs> um I definitely think it's like including producers. And I mean there's a, there's a variety of people that also definitely need love too like producers, engineers like Uh-huh engineers uh, too like, yeah. Like every everybody that's like behind the scene. I almost say like it's almost like Santa's workshop. Everybody, like the elves behind the scenes like yo they need they need PTO too. You know what I'm saying? Like they need to pay time off as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but like, I definitely think having producers more in conversations for like, I think like even rollout strategies and just like marketing things of that nature, like that's really where I think like shit will start to really change once like, I think like, you know, labels or collectives like start to end even like artists, like singer songwriters and rappers and stuff like start to be like, yo, well, what do you think we should do for the promo of this? And how should we promote it in a in a form of unison? Cause a lot of producers have like dope ass ideas. A lot of us are sometimes like, you know, like graphic the graphic designer behind the the project, the yeah. photographer behind the project. You know what I mean? So a lot of us are wearing like multiple hats that can benefit like the whole kind of like situation if we're just, like, brought into the fray more as far as, like, I'd say the prom- the promo and kind of, like, the marketing kind of route. Um, so I think, in my mind, like, that's really where, like, if you really, like, start to tap in with what people are doing for their releases as producers. Um, and I think, too, it's a, it's a matter of, like, I saw a good clip of, like, Tyler, the creator, and he was talking about promoting his work, like, and really, like, being, like, Yo, I'm not just gonna drop some shit and then be like, all right, like I promote it for a week and then like that's done. He's just like, yo, I worked hard on this shit. Like, this is my fucking baby. Like, I'm not about to, I'm not about to just let it die after a couple months. Like, no, like, and, and I, it's rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like, when we put our hard earned blood, sweat, and tears into a project, I think that's something that we should continue to celebrate and herald. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, you know, months at a time, like not like just drop it and then like we on to the next thing. But everybody has their own, everybody has their own workflow. So I don't want to say that to like shit on people that do that. But
0: like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Nah, I get what you mean, cause like that's what I love so much about Metro Boomin's rollout for his last project was like the whole like let's just like make all the guests look like comic book characters. Like that was yeah. that, that was real. That was really dope. You know, like what knowledge does with like all the tapes that he makes on Twitch, and then he just mm-hmm. like a- and then he'll like stream and play Street Fighter and just like play beats. Like that's great. You know, fucking um, you know, like the shit that you do with S rank slaps. Like that. Y- oh. y- yeah, you know, like the way the 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 way the way the way you put all the like the way you put those covers and just like that whole campaign together with like the memory cards and shit, like, that's great, right. you know? And yeah, like, and like you said it, but you know, like obviously it extends to more than just producers, it's engineers mixing and mastering mm-hmm. fucking just like, just, 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 like, you know, like if you're the type of person who needs session musicians and the people who supply, you know, like the fucking beat packs and fucking like mm-hmm. the actual sample packs that people are pulling from to sample from, you know, like yep. there's like so many different facets of behind the scenes music work that um, a lot of people don't think about. And even if you do think about it, it's more just like, eh, they're just there. And it's like, mm-hmm. nah, you know, like these are, you know, like people like y'all who make the beats and people who like, you know, fucking edit and make the beats presentable, for lack of a yeah. better word. You know, like it's, 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 it's like a whole process. like you said it really it really is like a workshop with like eight different hands going into one song especially on like a big level you know it's but -hmm. then you have but but, but, and then you know there's like people on a smaller level who will like who will like rap the song produce it and mix and master the whole thing themselves like them people get them people are even more special because like being able to do all four of that all four of those things is like yeah but either way
1: like yeah <laughs> it's it, it's not nah, it's a thing i bow i bow down to because there's a lot of people that i like there are a lot of people that are my peers and that are my homies that like you know operate just in a space when they roll something out there's so much like imagination and so much just like creativity that's like behind it and that's where i just feel like it's like yeah like and we're there's a lot of people that's not afraid to like try like different shit in terms of how to like promote something or like how to get thing get the word out. So I think that's really just a matter of like, I think for a lot of producers, it's really just kind of dedicating to like, you know, yeah, carve the time out to make the music. And if you that's what you really like to do, definitely do it. Um, but also just, you know, treating treating the work with respect, like really saying to people, yo, like this is my art and I want to make sure I present it in a way where it's like preserved. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really how I feel so in that so in that or with
0: that being said talk to me about the idea of s-rank slaps and like where it hmm. came from to like i mean i mean like for people for people who don't know what that terminology means what 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 is what what is what is a s-rank
1: yeah <laughs> i know oh, what it man. is yeah. tell everybody else like <laughs> I. Right. so basically if you ever if you ever played like a lot of like japanese like fighting games um mission-oriented games like rpgs jrpgs like the ranking system in japan for in those games it's like obviously it goes from a scale of like d all the way to it's like d c b and a rankings and then you have s which is considered the highest like rank that you can get on like a mission or like a storyline completion or anything like that so basically like s rank slaps for me just kind of means like you know, figuring my own self out and my own shit out to where I'm being, like, the best form of myself, the S-rank version, in a sense, Um, and putting out music that I feel is S-rank and representative of, like, this journey that I've been on, because I really, like, I started making, I started the series at a time where I think, like, I just didn't really have any, like, direction creatively at the time, like, you know, I was kind of, like, kind of, in a weird like limbo state in just life like I wasn't like it's almost like a thing of like you're not doing worse you're not doing any worse but you're not doing any better you're kind of just in this gray area so like yeah so I pretty much like started to work on music again and I was just like all right let me just like take it slow start from scratch like not going with any expectations and just start making shit and so when I started doing it I was like oh this is now like coming easier to me to like come up with concepts and to create a storyline and to really kind of be like hey like why don't you just make a series like charting your own progression as a person and trying to be better than what you used to be um and that's how kind of s-rank slaps came about you know
0: yeah and this is and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this is the first one of your projects to get like a volume two or a sequel
1: i think is is that true yeah. So like, I would say, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So this was like when I, I had other series that I started and I was just like, for some reason I didn't like continue with them. So there's ones I do want to revisit and like give more kind of shine to and do like a a volume two and a volume three, for. But yeah, this is the first one that I really was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with this because I feel like this is working. And also like, this feels just more like me right now. Like from the visuals I paired with everything to the beats to, I was just like, this, this feels like the right title to put everything under, especially for my journey currently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Just cause like
0: this, like both those projects, sorry, I'm, 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 I'm dealing with a walking cat who was walking all over my lap. Oh, Um. (laughs) You're good, Um. bro. (laughs) But, um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, like listen, you know, like spending last night and the last couple of nights re-listening to the S rank Slaps projects and seeing, seeing how much you put into like how they look and, you know, just like how, um, nostalgic and, um, just like passionate the presentation of those two projects is just like looking at Mm -hmm. the physical cd you sent me and like how you made it look so much like the fucking old playstation discs and how like Mm -hmm. how like you kind of refashioned uh your face to look like a fucking like final fantasy cover and like you have it written out in the final fantasy font you know like yeah i could i could tell you really fucking care you know like not to say that you didn't care about the other shit but like this is Mm -hmm. like you know like you really put your all into these and the projects are so short they're like five six songs and like and and, and like you have the and like you have the homie silence on one of them too like it it was yeah the it was yeah man i i I just i just saw him not too long ago i hope he's good shout out to silence but um what's it called yeah just like yeah you just really put a lot of yourself into those more than any of your other projects and it, it and i don't know i didn't really have like well yeah i didn't really have a follow-up to that it just it just shows that you care you know like yeah like i'm I'm always really interested when i'm I'm sorry to cut you off i'm always so uh interested to see when people will like start some series but then they'll pick one up and have that be the volume two and it's like oh you must like really give a shit about that one
1: you know mm -hmm. and like that's how s rank slaps feels to me you know yeah yeah, man. Nah, I and I appreciate that, man. Cause it's like I just always like now, especially moving forward. Like I just wanted to really make it so like I produce like something that's um like that's very meaningful to myself, but that also people can kind of gravitate towards and be like, oh, not nah, like I, like I kind of I kind of fuck with this. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. they you know, can gravitate towards it equally as much as I kind of gravitate to it. Because, yeah, man, it's just like I like to make sure that people when people kind of like get something with me now, whether it be a project or visuals or whatever, like they know that there was like a lot of like, you know, a lot of love kind of baked into it. You know, it wasn't something I wanted to just like throw together and be like, all right, here's some beats. Like, here you go. You know, it is definitely making sure that they feel, Like, it's almost like giving people a home-cooked meal. You know what I mean? And, like, that's, like, there's something, there's nothing better than, like, a home-cooked meal sometimes. So, yeah, man, I appreciate that, bro. Oh, man, no, of course. And on that note, there was one song
0: specifically from earlier that I wanted to ask you about, and Mm -hmm. um, it was fucking Together Forever, new Smack DVD from Stay Low Volume 1. And I just wanted to ask just about, like, just about your relationship with Smack DVD and like why you felt so strongly about it to make a song because like that song really does feel like some shit I might hear on a Smack DVD. And, you know, like for, for anybody listening, who's a little too young for Smack DVDs, it's fucking um, bas- basically just like very, uh, very professional, but also still slightly bootleg battle rap shit you know like it, it was it was it was it was some very like if you know you know like 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 smack dvds were basically like the youtube videos of their day you know like that, yep. like like, you know like people people would trade those the way we trade youtube links now so like so like so like, so like so like so like so like what was it about smack
1: dvd that was so special to you that you felt you need to make a whole song about it yeah no nah, that honestly that comes from honestly like um my older brother because like He was someone who, like, obviously living in the house, living in the house and being the youngest, like, you kind of, like, learn in an environment where it's like you're picking up game from, like, who's kind of, like, ahead of you pretty much. So Mm -hmm. he would always, he would always be playing, like, the, like, the Smack DVD, like, different interviews and clips and stuff like that. Like, as soon as we really, like, had a computer at the crib and, like, got access to YouTube and everything like that, like he started, like, putting me on to, like, that shit, and, like, clips from, like, and it was more, like, kind of, like, there were some, like, battles that I'd seen, but I'd more so be intrigued by, like, the interviews that were happening, like, on those DVDs, and a little kind of just, like, talking clips and shit, and, like, so hearing, like, hearing people, like, Styles P talking, hearing people, like, Jada Kiss talking, um like, then segueing that into listening to interviews, like, From Max B and shit like that like hearing that type of stuff I was like oh shit like this is like it it was dope to hear just how like raw and kind of gritty the conversations were but you held on to like every single word that the person was saying so it like it kind of got me into this mode I was just like well these shits like it, it just it sounds like such like beautiful raw like archival type shit And that's kind of like the sound I wanted to get for that track. And I was just like, once I heard the sample and and like got the breaks with it and everything, I was like, oh, this sounds, this sounds like one of them ones that like is ripped right off the fucking grainy tape and everything and and CD. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, that I just, I had a lot of love for just like the, I think just, just the, just the language, the lingo, like just the, the, the verbal kind of dialogue that was going on. Cause everybody sounded like, it literally was like seeing a bunch of motherfuckers. Like when you go on like Tekken and you see all the characters you can select from, it was like a board of motherfuckers like that, just all talking at once. And I was just like, this is hard. Like, I like this. <laughs> like, This <Wow>. is dope. <laughs> that's such a crazy way to put that.
0: I love that image. And I asked because that's one of, that might be, it's which what's one of my favorite songs you ever made so i just had to i had to ask you about it cuz i just love the uh you don't you don't you don't really see as much like appreciation for smack dvd stuff which is surprising mm-hmm. all things considered I, I well i mean like there's there's reasons you know like yeah you know like battle rap could get kind of could get like especially misogynistic and homophobic and it's kind of hard to revisit some of that stuff but yeah. the general vibe and the general air is always just like i don't know i just i i just i just love raw like you said archival shit like that and that's really what that you know like you know like, you know, like i never owned any actual physical smack dvds myself but mm-hmm. i'd seen enough clips and seen enough people with them to know like you know like that's history <laughs> you yeah know, you can't forget Bro. History
1: type shit. Bro for real, yo, nah, you, you not even wrong. Like, that's really what it is. And like you said, the, the subject matter, a lot of the times and, and where it would go, uh, you know, language wise, it's like, yeah, that's stuff that I, you know, is, is definitely definitely a, it definitely ain't flying like now, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but it's stuff that, like you said, it's kind of like documentation of like a time and an era that, had that you know you can kind of still pull it's like gritty and nice kind of chunks from but and you know you can leave kind of like the 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 proverbial fat behind you know what i'm saying and just like let that rock you know
0: no totally you know it's 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 a it's a process but it's a necessary process you know Mm -hmm. and another another necessary process and the last thing i want to ask you before we formally wrap is uh you know like you for a while um you ran your own newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, called Thoughts Beyond the Daw, and it was uh, it was something that I always really loved and appreciated seeing pop up because there aren't you know like I'm 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 also always interested in seeing you know like rappers, producers, and like musicians of all stripes kind of take up mm-hmm. writing you know like as the people who are you know like making the music and you, you know you, you know like I'm interested in that in the same way that I'm interested in seeing journalists kind of take up music because there's plenty of people Mm -hmm. who've done that um I love I love I love seeing that cross-pollination happen and you know like you would go you you know you would go over stuff that was going on in the scene you would just talk Mm -hmm. about like producer tips and technical stuff and write about like the state of journalism and you know kind of like we were talking about earlier with um just like the state of being a producer and like whether that's something that's fully appreciated, like there's so many little bits and pieces and a lot of gems in there for a lot of, um, for people who are serious about this to really take from it. And I guess mm-hmm. uh just like, just because I'm curious, like what first inspired you to write, what first inspired you to put that newsletter together? What was the most satisfying aspect of writing that newsletter? And mm-hmm. Just like did did creating thoughts beyond the dog give you more of an appreciation for um, the writing and the media side of this thing we call rap music?
1: Yeah, man. Um, uh, Yeah, I got to say it all starts with the homie um, Gino, who runs this um, newsletter and publication called uh, Microchop. Uh, Shout out to Gino, man. He's he's the best he's Gino, the guy <laughs> bro i love that man that man is such a gem of a human being like bless his heart and bless him like so like it happened around a time where like there was some real kind of like sheisty shit that kind of happened as far as like in the like like hip-hop kind of community this was, you know, you know, dare I say the term lo-fi hip hop. Um, there, <laughs> there was a big, there was a big kind of like scandal and shakeup that happened. And this was during like the um, when George Floyd was killed. So you already know, like, niggas was in go mode from once that shit happened. So like, so basically there was some feisty shit that happened with a label um that like said they donated funds to like his fund when they really didn't and then like like I don't know where they're at now I think they've kind of restructured and got the individual out that's like that did that shit but basically Gino he hit me up and was kind of just like I did like a reel just talking about it and like saying like you know I'm having my music taken off from them and you know taken down by them and everything and like I'll re-upload it as my own um And Gino was just like, yo, like, you should probably write, like, this shit out. Like, you should probably start to, like, talk about what's going on, like, and you could, like, basically being, like, a reporter for, like, the beat culture and beat community and educating people on, like, you know, kind of, like, do's and don'ts, obviously. And, like, you know, letting people know what's kind of happening in the scene so that way they're more well-informed about the culture we all kind of come from and embrace. So... He was, yeah, he was the one that kind of planted the seed. And he was like, yeah, like you can, you know, you can sign up for a Substack and set that up. And then, you know, that's free. You can get people, you can do paid subscriptions or you can like make it totally free and let people just read up on what you're talking about. And so it, it just became like a good springboard for just like stuff that I'd even talk about with the homies. Like, you know, a lot of those conversations, you have these very deep, intense but also thought-provoking convos with you know people you're shooting the shit with you could just be like drinking smoking something and you're having these great conversations and it's just like well why don't we document these things because they're all things that like I'm sure other people are sitting around and discussing you know there's just a matter of distance so why not have a place where I can talk about things and beat culture and stuff and so um yeah that was that was definitely the spark and the jump off for me writing and doing all that stuff. Um, I do need you to remind me the second question you asked, because I literally just like went <laughs> on a rambling rant. I apologize. No, you're
0: good. <laughs> uh, no, no. I was just curious, like, what was uh, what was the most satisfying aspect of putting all that together for you?
1: Oh, yeah. So the most satisfying thing, I think, was just, like, being able to, like, have a voice beyond the music because I think so many like yeah people are used to seeing me like post about like beats or post about like music and doing my promos for stuff and everything of that nature but um you know they never really maybe people don't always get like my thoughts on certain things or like hear from me and I think it became like a real thing of like oh people actually like care about what I have what I have to say like it was just wild. Cause you don't really, sometimes we're so in our own heads all the time. Like we don't ever think like maybe we have like knowledge to give or like knowledge that's of value to people. You know, you, we, it's a lot of selling ourselves short that happens in life. Um, but it was one of those moments where I, once I started seeing people coming in and being like, no, like what you wrote about is like super important. And like, we need to address this more in public spaces in the community. I was like, Oh shit like this you know is actually maybe helping people and maybe getting them to start conversations at tables that those combos were never being had at you know what i mean so
2: mm-hmm.
1: i think i think the satisfying thing is this yeah like having people kind of like write to write to you and say like when they read something you've written and say i felt seen by that or i felt like you know like you understood exactly where i was coming from writing that I think that was probably the most kind of like satisfying and rewarding thing for me. Um and it did make me appreciate the process a whole lot more for what music journalists do in general.
0: Right. Yeah, it's it's a um cuz yeah, it's definitely a process, you know, like this is all mm-hmm. you, you know like we're all we're all part of a we're all part of the same community at the end of the day. Like this is all music and we're all just kind of working different sides of it. Um, yeah. Whether 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 you're actually making the music or if you're like, you know, documenting culture, interviewing people, reviewing albums, you know, putting on for good shit that might not have a good platform. Otherwise, you know, just like yeah. doing all that, like this is all it's all connected, you know, like it's mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, it's not like it's you know, it's not like it's fucking it's not like it's fucking like all the musicians and all the fucking engineers and all the technical people on one side and then all the media people on the other side like we mingle with each other a lot of us know each other a lot of us are friends uh yeah that's not always the case but like you know like know, yeah. th- th- you know like this shit is a, uh, um it's just mutually it's mutually beneficial and mm-hmm. uh i forget the opposite of what something that's beneficial is I can't think of the word I'm blanking right now, but it's whatever that is, you know, Like <laughs> it, 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 could, it could be all of those things. And uh, that's just the beauty of, you know, being involved in this music shit, the beauty and the curse of being involved in this music shit. And seeing you kind of take the initiative to do that was uh, I know you don't really do it very much anymore. And that's all good. You know, like people move on. But um, it was just cool to see that, you know, like it's it, I, I always I always love to see artists and people you know like i said earlier like go out and kind of take up Mm -hmm. a pen or you know like or you know like a or like a writer or like a critic or some media person go and make themselves some music you know it's just nice Mm -hmm. to have you know like that shit just helps you be a more well-rounded uh creative i feel
1: so you know if you can handle it it's tight yeah nah, bro and like honestly like i remember to like the last like just even jump into even like the question you asked too, like of like how it's helped me like learn like I guess like an appreciation or has it helped an appreciation for like music journalism and things of that nature yeah. um like uh like a hundred percent man like i mean i I tell people like doing the writing and actually going through the process of like you know kind of like being a scribe in a sense and writing those thoughts down and getting them out and crafting just like an article for people um it's huge like it definitely taught me a lot more respect for like homies that are doing that type of work and are doing journalism as well and just teaching you know just having respect for y'all's craft as well as um having respect for like the craft and the art of writing because I think a lot of people that's why now like if I hit people up to try to like you know, maybe have them listen to my stuff early, or like trying to get some type of love for publications or whatever. It's like, there's such a respect now that I approach people's inboxes with. It's not some like, oh, yo, listen to my shit. Like, here you go. It's like, no, like now having done the work myself, it's, it's legit, just like watching someone craft a blade. And then it's like, okay, now I'm learning this process as well. And it's just like, oh no, nah, this is like. There's an art, and there's a very deep passion that, you know, that you're gonna find. Like, if you're tapped in with the right people, you're gonna find people that take that craft extremely seriously. There are some obviously that don't, but the ones that you gravitate towards, like, yeah, like it teaches you to really have like a newfound respect for them, and just like, yeah, man. Now seeing seeing being on that side of the coin, I was like. You know, you you gotta respect the penmanship. You know, that that mm-hmm. deserves just as much respect as like, you know, as we demand for our music. The penmanship should also get that same respect when it's putting people onto your own stuff too.
0: Yeah, man. That it's 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 so important to be able to put your own story into words and your own thoughts into words when you can, you know, and like and and, and then when you can't, that's what the music's for. <laughs> you <Yep>. know. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 that's, and that's and you know, just circle of life type shit and to, and to, and, and and to bring this full circle, um, Mm. Radicule, if your life was a movie, what would it be about?
2: Ooh.
1: Damn. I would, I would say, yo, this is a, damn, uh, this is a good ass question. So can I, can I get like trippy with it? Can I just like, is this like for my own imagination? Like yeah sorry i was drinking okay. water yeah oh yeah <laughs> you're <good. laughs> oh you're good okay so for me and this is gonna sound like way out there um i would say if my life could be a movie i would probably say the plot of it would be me and the gang of friends um Fighting and this is kind of like a plot I had for s Ray slaps, which is crazy. So I'm just like, all right, this will be fire. Uh, at least to me. It would be just me with a gang of friends. We live in this weird cyberpunk-esque world. And there's this evil force of vampires that also wear gold do rags that are like trying to basically destroy the planet. And, you know, we all just got a bunch of superpowers that all are sound related. And, and we just out here trying to save the world. And there's a little bit of Fast and Furious in it. There's a little bit of like cyberpunk um, in there as well. And, uh, and, yeah, vampires, you know. So lots of explosions, too, on some Michael Bay shit as well. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah, fucking, 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 fucking sci-fi fantasy action shit. That's fun. Yeah, fun. I like that, you know. It's it's just like there's there you're like you're, there, there's all there there's there's, there's always got to be some goal to attain, even 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 if it's just to crush the opposition, you know. You got to you got you got to do that sometimes. Life can't always be life life can't always be peace and happiness. It should be like Listen. 80% of the time if you can make it. But like <laughs> Yo,
1: I mean not nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? We, we 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 get to the we get to the end of the movie and then we on our slice of life type shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like but you know, we, we have a little, we got a little bit of conflict and then we get to the, and then we get to the promised land. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Nah, man. I love it. That's so good. You know, like balance and having both is always good to me, especially when it comes to a movie or anime or any sort of crazy shit. But, um, yo son, this is so great. Like, Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being like, I know we've been talking about this forever, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's just like, it's always so special when I talk to some when like I've been talking to somebody for some time about coming on the show and then it actually happens and it turns out to just like be so loose and so fun. So thank you for being here and thank you for what you do. You know, like
1: you've been killing it for like three years, at least, you know, like <laughs> you know, man, listen, I, I do. I do want to say I got to, you know, hopefully I'm not doing three much, but I want to give you your flowers, bro. Cause you, like, have always been a fucking real one, like, seeing, like, being an avid listener and fan of not only your writing, but also real notes as, like, it's progressed, like, dude, you've had so many people that, like, you've put me onto musically through this show that I now fuck with heavy, like, you know, like, there's so many people I, like, am blessed to have been able to be put onto through you and through this show and through whatever medium that you're interacting with or engaging with um so I thank you for having me man like this this was really like this was really not I like this was really like some bucket list shit like I was like yo I, I, I want to get on real notes I'm not gonna get on him and be like yo I want to be on the episode but like this is really <laughs> something this is really something I was just like okay if he asked me I'm gonna be ready I'm gonna be like Steve Kerr coming off the bench for MJ you know what, oh, what I'm saying damn. Like, <laughs> that's special bro that's like- so special <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> thank you so like, much really? No, nah, that now nah, that that means the world and i'm happy that we made it happen um i'm sorry i don't know enough about wrestling to actually talk about it because
1: i kind of want to sometimes but
0: <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah,
1: nah, like... <laughs> bro you know it bro listen we we, we just gotta get you hit. we gonna get you hit, bro it just yeah. takes that one match that's it <laughs> yeah and yeah it it, it
0: it it might it might be time soon i think it, i think it i think it might be time soon <laughs> Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.